0: what is going on everybody this is Candler english here with training ground garage talks this is a space where we have open discussions about what it means to be a christ-centered man in today's world and we're so pumped to have you here with us let's dive in Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Camler English with TG Garage Talks. I'm here with Mr. Lee Hollis. Hello, hello. And Mr. Corey Smith. Hi. So we are sitting down today to, I don't know, kind of get into, um, I think we've talked a lot about um, the program in a lot of different ways. Um, You know, the kind of, the challenge maybe of the program, the importance of work and the importance of... Um, even the emotional work that we do and the story work that we do. Um, but we kind of got to a place where we're kind of thinking of like, okay, well, like, I don't know, almost the glue that holds all of these very important things together um, is the play of the program and the adventure of the program um, and and the stories that come out of that. So, yeah, today we are kind of just going to jump into a lot of the wild stories and hopefully kind of paint um, a more broad and, um, I guess, authentic picture of really what the program is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Corey, yeah. what do you? Yeah, even, you, you know, know? It,
1: it makes me think about the complete. And, and you know, we were talking about, like, we, we were spending a lot of time on the phone with guys that are interested in this summer in mm-hmm. Colorado and felt like um, when we're on the phone with those guys, we're certainly trying to make sure that we paint the picture that it's not a, a summer camp experience. Yeah. I mean, we may over-communicate that there are... It's hard, right? There's challenge, there's risk, there's failure. And so not not a ton of glamorous stuff, but I think in that we forget the lifelong stories that continue after decades of doing this, that, like, there's some really funny, funny stories that come to the surface that will continue to make us laugh and... um, and not that we're going to focus all on the funny stories, but for sure, um, you know, those are the things like you're talking about the glue that hold the relationships together. And, you know, when we get, you know, alumni from different classes together, they're sharing those stories. They're oh, yeah. saying, you know, they're sharing like the craziest work stories or, you know, the wilderness stories that no one knows. And, and so, you know, hopefully we can touch base on a little bit and, you know, kind of some of those today, but.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I think I, th- I just if you know, like, I just remember one summer where we just never stopped smiling. Uh-huh. that was daniel sexton uh that crew Griff, colin all those guys right like from the first trip like i wasn't aware of cards against humanity <laughs> yeah. just, i just i wasn't aware of it you know right. but also they pull these things out and i'm like oh my gosh this is so wrong <laughs> right but, but we laughed so hard before we were like ah we should probably stop doing this but you know even the trip down there like Mm-hmm. Colin was telling you dating stories and oh, yeah. you about swerved off the road. You're laughing so
1: hard. It was. I was driving. Yes, it was on the way to Estes Park on our oh first gosh, trip. On that. I was crying and driving, almost off the road. Yes, uh,
2: <laughs> but just that whole summer is just like sure. Just like my mouth hurt all summer because we just laughed all the time. And
1: I think that's true, though. Like I think you know there are so many intense intentional experiences. You need the opposite to kind of open you up. A little bit more, it kind of builds trust and camaraderie. I mean, I can remember, um, you know, in the early years, this would have been, oh gosh, and I can just see alumni's faces as I tell the story. Um, we were in Palmer Lake, which is just north of Colorado Springs. And for some odd reason, there was this uh, donkey farm that was probably a half a mile from the house and so and literally we didn 't know any of this until after the program, obviously but <laughs> no there 's two parts to the story: one, the guys would sneak out at night and they would go down to the donkey farm, <laughs> which is still there, and they would hop the fence and then they would they would corner a donkey each of them <laughs> so in the moonlight, they would corner a donkey. And it was all about how long you could stay on the donkey. Now, these are like baby donkeys, so they're not like huge donkeys. Yeah. But basically, from what we heard was the strategy was, you know, we're going to corner a donkey. We're going to hug him. We're going to wrap our arms around his neck, and then we're going to swing a leg up over and then just ride him out. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, here's the second part of this story, which is even funnier, is that I'm not going to name his name, but I'm for sure going to make him listen to the podcast, was at that point, one of our national board members, we were just starting, I mean, it was probably 2008, we, uh, (laughs) evidently, well, he came and he was like, yeah, I want to teach the guys this and can I stay at the house? I'm like, sure. Well, like, evidently, the guys kind of woke him up at 2 a.m. and were like, Hey, we're doing this thing. Do you like? Do you want to go? in? And he totally got on the bandwagon. <laughs> and so later, like later, we're like, oh, oh, great! Our guys took a national board member down <laughs> to ride donkeys. But I mean, that's the stuff. Like, yeah. if we had that class, if that class the summer of two thousand and eight, and I don't know how many times I'm not going to be able to mention names here, but I probably will not do a very good job. But those guys would for sure bring up the the donkey story. Wasn't
2: there a bear incident at that house?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. One of our interns um, was like, oh, we're not, you know, hey, um, come spend the summer with us. It'd be great. We need your leadership. Um, And like in it somehow like no dogs. Oh, gosh, now you guys are starting to unravel a couple things. (laughs) And um, lo and behold, he shows up from Charlotte, North Carolina in this ratty old... Uh, 1500, old suburban, um, that has the the doors that open up like uh, cabinet doors, not the full tailgate. And he has a motorcycle sticking halfway out the back of the suburban, and he brought his dog named Duke, and like Duke is... Duke is about a couple days from death. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. So we would – basically that summer was, like, everybody learned how to ride the motorcycle and for sure wrecked the motorcycle multiple times. But, like, Duke would – we told him not to bring the dog, and he still brought the dog because we do wilderness trips. So what are you going to do the dog for, like, four or five days? Well, he would, like, take the dog and put it on a rope and put, like, tie it around a tree With, like, a big pile of food and a big pile of water. And,
0: like,
1: (laughs) like, let it live. Yes, we were just waiting to come back and Duke would be dead. But (laughs) I will tell you about this. Duke Duke probably weighed 25 pounds. He certainly thought he weighed about 55 pounds. Because when we were in Palmer Lake, um, they tell you not to put the trash out. Because there's a lot of bears in, in the neighborhood. And multiple times we would hear Duke barking and there'd be a bear in the trash. And like Duke would be the hero
0: (laughs) rescuing the trash.
1: Yes. I mean, it was just like, Duke, do you know you weigh 25 pounds and that bear weighs 150 pounds (laughs) and he just would not care. Um, But for sure, that was that summer we're like, man, what in the world are we doing? But well, that was the guy who showed up. That was the first summer. And
2: they were startled to hear that it was their first <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: no that was, so that was the previous year, so okay. two thousand and seven so that was the funny because um, again i 'm trying to I want to say names, but i 'm just trying to not that this, you know it 's bad, but I can remember them showing up, and one of them going, "Oh, this is your first stomp summer and Zan and I he was like, "Well, where did all the pictures from the website come <laughs> oh, and, yeah, Zan, and Zan is like. Well, yeah, those are like stock photos, like
2: <laughs> like two bucks a pot. Right?
1: Yeah, right.
2: Was that the summer where the guys got in a fight on um, that last
1: trip up up on the lake? Oh gosh, yes. 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 So the Tetons, you know, um, you know, and this is a normal rhythm for us, um, just to give a little bit of like 10-second insight, is that as guys you know finish out the program there's a lot of anxiety there can be anxiety there can be kind of this emotional distress Mm -hmm. of going i've had this community i've had this place that i can count on i've had these relationships that are stable and now i've got to go out and do that for myself and so a lot of guys kind of figure out you know oh do i sabotage discount disqualify my summer and so one of our adventures includes like a, a a pretty lengthy canoe ride and um one of our guys starts to start spinning and um and in the middle of the lake. And so they're in the canoe together. Zan and I are in one canoe looking over at them going like, are you guys going to be okay? And the guy in the front is the one that's losing his stuff. And he's just like, he's just angry and he's scared. And that's mm-hmm. really kind of what it is. And um, and he, <laughs> we look in the back and the guy that's with him, who is one of his fellow brothers, his fellow participants, is like not paddling. Like the guy in the front and he's beating Zan and I, who were both paddling. did he become an army
2: ranger eventually?
1: The guy in the back? Or the guy, I don't know. The guy The, the... guy in the back is now, yeah, yeah. special forces, lives in Germany. Yeah. Um, love you if you're listening. <laughs> uh, but he was just cranking away. Just like. cranking away, just emotionally <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And so they're off, like, about to land at the shore. <laughs> and um, like they land and they're just arguing and talking. And it's like, you know, I didn't even say his name, but he's just like, to the other guy's like, hey, you're going to be okay. I love you. Like, this is going to be awesome. You've grown so much. Like, and the guy that is, you know, in this emotional stretch is like, just pissed and is like, you know, I'm, I just can't do this anymore. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm losing it. And the guy goes, I'm just going to push the canoe out into the water. And, and Josh, I'll just say his name because I'm tired of not saying his <laughs> name. Josh is like, if you push that out into the water, I'm going to punch you, <laughs> and <laughs> and so we're we're coming we're coming up on this, and this guy Daniel just pushes the canoe out, and all we hear is the the connection of the fist to
0: the face. Oh gosh, <laughs>
1: and um, you know, and in. And literally, like even the story afterwards was Josh just saying, like, "I prayed about this. I this is. I felt like this was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was there. Like <laughs> I was just in this. You know, just trying to love Daniel, uh-huh. and um, and so you know, off goes Daniel, and you can hear him like wailing up in the woods, and. He's just grieving. There's just just sorrow about his story and his life. And wow. I mean, now would probably say that was one of the most influential memories of of the uh, program yeah, in his I life. I
2: think I've even heard him say, "Well, he had he tasted his own blood. Right. He's like, I've never felt
1: more alive in my life. Right. Than, wow. Than right. Moment. Now, now here's the funnier part is that there's actually like right next to our wilderness campsite. There's another mm-hmm. wilderness campsite, and. As Zan and I get there, we turn around and there's like a young couple with their daughter that have watched the whole thing go down. (laughs) And they're just like, what on earth? You just gotta imagine, stereotypical on the shore, (laughs) mom, dad, like (laughs) four year old girl. So eventually we kind of have to gather ourselves and go over and go. Hey, this is okay. We're a Christian ministry, <laughs> and so <laughs> young
2: family on the shore reminds me of Ron Smith th- deciding to take a bath oh, out on this lake, and he just assumes that no one else is
1: there. <laughs> How many and, times? Yeah, just like and, and, and mid-bath.
2: Or... There's this family walking by, you know?
1: <laughs> right. Like, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we're all complete train wrecks. So when you kind of get us all together, it's just it's kind of craziness. Nice was that? Soos. Was that
2: where? Like, I think Jeff Stelzner was fishing, all these guys are fishing, and this bear shows up. No, that was with me. No, oh. that was
1: for sure. That was Lane Griffin. Lane, what year is it? Like, 2012. Yeah, that was the, like, we're fishing, we're fishing. I thought Lane was in, like, behind us. Me and Jeff were fishing. And I thought Lane had kind of taken care of some business behind us. And, like, I thought he was breaking branches. And I turned around. it was probably 10 feet away. I mean there's grizzly bear and oh um
0: gosh
1: and you know and i am and jeff was born and raised you know in wyoming yeah. and um you know i am all, I mean, i'm 40 feet already in the canoe and you know jeff's like eh, whatever yeah eh, let's keep fishing it's like a freaking squirrel yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, same lake with taylor. Oh, gosh. taylor bears come around someone uh Sees this mama bear and the two cubs yeah. and the, everyone's in the water, but we hadn't seen him and so we're on this one thing. You know, you're not supposed to run with bears. Yeah. You know, and so like we we see the bears like seventy feet away, he's like rushing around and he's like, Get in the boat, get in the boat, get in the boat. <laughs> I'm like, like Stop <laughs> I'm like, don't run. And bears can swim.
1: You know. So it's just Taylor talks about that all the time, but anyway. It does make me think about that. Just the the unique um stories that come with the unpredictability of wilderness. And I mean, we're, we're literally talking about one small day out of 12 weeks that happens yeah. that like at that location, uh-huh. you know? And, um, so that, I mean, is certainly, uh, you know, a fun place because we were talking about, you know, the, the importance of wilderness and then all the, the all the crazy stories. Come. Yeah. So. It's
0: almost like the putting all the ingredients together. It's like,
1: yeah, but, but well, go ahead. Yeah. I was
2: just, I mean, Mason, when we're climbing um. up Estes Park, <laughs> I wasn't there. I
1: was down cooking and keeping everything together. But you can... there, there are some guys <laughs> that just don't do what you tell them to do. And, uh, and Tyler Mills, we gotta tell that one. Yeah, we'll nah. tell Tyler Mills later. Sorry, I know, yeah, we're, we're we're to the point now that we're dropping names, um, <laughs> full names. Yeah, so full, full disclosure. Uh, I think it's at Tyler Mills <laughs> if you want to see his handle on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. No. Um, no, Mason Whitaker, 2015. Uh, there's a lake. Uh, we do kind of this little backcountry stint to um, Dream Lake, which is in Rocky Mountain National, um, and and for the most part, we snowshoe in in May, and it, there's snow everywhere and there's you can't see any trail um but on the way to dream lake there's another lake called nymph lake Mm -hmm. and it's usually kind of a stopping point you kind of it's a mile up and you're probably about from the trailhead you're about 700 to 800 feet elevation gain and um at that point the the lake had started to thaw a little bit and we um had kind of gathered next to the to Nymph Lake and we were kind of having some snacks and grabbing water and we're like, okay, hey, we're gonna make this not last push to, to Dream Lake, which is where we wanted to go. And we're like, whatever, whatever you do, like don't go near the edge of the water. Now mind you, we are in at that point we're in shorts and, and snowshoes. And um somehow, I mean I'm I'm over talking to somebody else. And I kind of turn around and I see and I I see Mason going near the shore, <laughs> and everything kind of slows down. Right? It's kind of like no. It's like, and all you—it's ice, it. ice and snow everywhere. It is. You yeah. can't tell. I mean, you you, yeah, t- you it, it looks like thick It, is it like. looks like yeah. You could walk on it, kind of. But literally, <laughs> we're like, hey, there's the shore. Don't go near it. <laughs> and so you turn around and there's Mason and I don't know what I think it might have been the snowshoes, but. The ice gives way, and he just slowly, like, sinks <laughs> down into the water until like his like neck. So like you just see his head, <laughs> which I really wish I had a picture of. Um, and thank God we got him out and we, got had, a we had a blanket yeah, on him. Yeah. And yeah. thank goodness it was like blue sky, sun was out, yeah, so he heated up pretty quick. I think I might even have a picture. Of it. We we have to figure out how to post it with it, but I think I do. But it's just this kind of thing. like don't do this you might die and then like 30 <laughs> seconds later you're like and you kind of just watch him slowly fall and you're like you kind of des- i told you not to do that but
2: well even last summer same trail right same trail where uh colin went through
1: oh, yeah no different trail out. so different trail yeah Lockvale, uh, same, same park um you know different trail but you know, still kind of May in Colorado, you have, uh, you, you can have like lots of wintry things especially and you can in have lots of summer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially above treeline.
2: Yeah. We, we guys come to Colorado and it's like, you know, 78 degrees when you go up in the mountains where you're mm-hmm. full dressed on
1: snowpack, everything. Yeah. Yep. Puffies, like shells, all Don't that. expect it. Yeah. Yep. And, um, epic views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's put that in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's everything you think Colorado is. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, yeah, but we were um, a place called Lockvale, and it's kind of a, a higher mountain reservoir that um, has a, has a stream that comes off of the outlet down through the lock. And so a lock is kind of like this big canyon, but at that point, it's just it's not a canyon; um, it's just a snowfield. And so it has, and as the snow melts, there's more water in the lake, or in the lake, and there's more water in the creeks. Mm. So, I'm trying to paint a picture for everyone that's listening. It's like imagine this kind of big valley, and there are like holes in the snowfield where you see the creek coming through. Yeah, and it's raging. Like it's not just like trickle, trickle, trickle. Yeah, it's it's like raging fast, right? And so people that snowshoe in, they've kind of made their path up and around um, certain you know parts of these snowfields. And again, this is a great example. Thank you, Lee. Like we're coming down, and I'm telling guys don't get near the holes <laughs> like where the water is you don't want to be yeah. so steer clear you know and even the, if the trail
0: goes near
1: yeah the hole i mean can't you
0: were there yeah i was there yeah. it's like what the second or third day or something yeah. like that like fourth day yeah and we're just literally we're coming down the super steep you know it's just the. Pain in the butt to get up there. Like, we're like, so we're like, okay, like, even I like turned to Brock, one of the dudes, I was like, dude, we're like totally sliding down this. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, 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 okay. So we come back down, you know, after going to the top and doing our whole thing. And literally, just one by one, we're scooting down this little, and as we go, you know, obviously we're carving out a little. Tiny, almost sort of like gully thing yep. in the snow. Yeah, um, our, we had our packs on, our snowshoes, So we're trying not to get hung up, but we're carving and carving and carving. And so we get all—we're all—we're all down there, and we're like, "Yeah, there's like a few guys coming," and the last dude is Colin, Mr. Colin Duffy, mm. and he I almost said "RIP," no. <laughs> almost, almost. So literally, he's scooting down, and and the the path that we had carved was going. Literally on the lip of this hole, where you just see like a thin layer of ice and then water, just like like tumbling, like it's a little tiny waterfall, like underneath the ice. Um, and so we're going, and going, and that you know I think it was even open. There was some openings in the ice, um, but literally we're going, and literally the last person, Colin, comes down, and right as he's going down. He's kind of on his back and the ice gives way. The snow load just (laughs) falls. (laughs) And we don't see Colin. We're like, where did he go? And we're just like, uh, ah." and so literally Cody, we see his head and I just, you know, I won't say I I won't say the words that Colin said, but (laughs) he was very stressed and and, then he should have been. Yes. Yeah. Um, So literally, (laughs) so literally Cody, one of the dudes, like literally beelines it. And like you said, Corey, it was like just slow-mo. Like we were talking about earlier, Cody just like ran and ripped him out, and I was behind him, and we get calling out, and he's just like stunned (laughs) and freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Literally, yeah, if he he would have taken like two steps forward –
1: yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's, it's basically like an under ice waterfall. Yeah, if you guys can imagine it, and so he's falling and holding <laughs> from his chest his arms. So basically, the,
0: on the snow shelf,
1: and I'm like forty yards down the <laughs> hill, and all I do is look back up, and there's Colin <laughs> holding on. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah I, it's I mean, like, you laugh you at do it do? afterwards, but I'm like, in man, the
0: moment, dude, I was like, this what? could be, this
1: could be it, like. Yeah. Not everybody on this, this, like, this I'm is, not, is like yeah. I'm out. But right. I mean you yeah. go back to Yvonne Chouinard, you know, founder of Patagonia says, you know, you know, nothing happens in, you know, if 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 nothing goes wrong, then it's not adventure. So true. Anyway. I feel like the whole theme of this podcast have been guys that don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: it could turns be. to be that way, yeah. Hey, thanks so much for listening, guys. This is gonna be our conclusion of part one for the stories that last series. And next week, we will continue with part two. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us for TG Garage Talks. We are currently accepting applications for Training Ground Colorado 2022 and Training Ground Chattanooga 2022. Now, guys, I cannot begin to tell you how life-changing Training Ground has been for me. So if anything we've talked about in this episode or in other episodes have stirred anything in your heart, um, please, man, look into coming out with us. It's going to be a blast and we can't wait to have you. You can find us at www.trainingground.com and you can also find us on Instagram at traininggroundcolorado as well as Training Ground Chattanooga. Well, until next time, guys, this has been Candler English with Training Ground Garage Talks. See you soon.